and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I am tonight's co-host, a senior from Santa Ana, California, studying nursing and an RA in Coral Tower. And I'm Tom Ellett, your other co-host and serve as a senior associate VP of Student Affairs. Elena, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm a little tired, but... Long day. Yeah, long day. So, you know, you're studying nursing. I take it today was a practicum day? Yeah, so I'm actually in my scrubs right now. Ah. (laughs) This is how you know, my purple eggplant scrubs. I love it. Yeah, I actually had a simulation, and so we had the robot, and it was a end-of-life care scenario. What rotation are you in right now? So... I just ended maternity, and I switched over to pediatrics, but I'm also in my adult and elder, the third course. Do you know what you want to do in terms of your senior, in terms of what area in in the hospital you want to be in? So I'd really love to go into the intensive care unit. (laughs) Either medical, surgical, kind of open to whatever is in there, as well as emergency department, specifically trauma. Did you always want to be a nurse or work in the medical field? I always wanted to work in the medical field. I can't remember a time where it wasn't part of my dream. It kind of funneled into nursing at the end of the day. And and you are the chair, president of (laughs) RA Council. Yes, I am, and I'm loving it so far. The council's amazing. You're doing a great job. You really have such a focus and dedication to this. Uh, really outcomes oriented, probably part of the nursing thing. Yeah, I think it definitely. It's like here's my intervention. Here's the evaluation. Like, definitely trying to do things in a timely manner, especially because it's a great opportunity to actually affect change across the campus or on the micro level as well. So, And you're a returning RA. I am a returning RA. I was a RA in London, and then I came to Coral, and I've been in Coral again this year. Have you enjoyed the Coral experience? I love Coral. I've really, I think the placement's amazing. It's also been different than other experiences I've heard from other RAs because it's a low-cost housing, but also a lot of people don't know what Coral is, don't realize that it exists. Great programming. You have to be a little more resourceful because we have lower budgets, but I love it. And a great location, 14th Street. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah. So it's nice because I'm in the medical corridor, but I also get to connect, be connected still to Washington Square Park. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Tom, we have a great guest tonight. Who? Nadia Kist, who served as an RA in University Hall for John Austin and during the 2000 to 2003 academic years. Welcome, Nadia, and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. And where are you right now? Right now, I'm in New York. I'm on the return of a trip to Nashville, where my office is based, heading back to Nairobi, where I live. Wow. Tell us a little bit about what you've done since you graduated from NYU, Nadia. Sure. I've been working in public health for the last 15 years. My base has been Nairobi, Kenya, although my work kind of takes me throughout the region in Eastern and Southern Africa, primarily. I work in HIV and AIDS, non-medical programs that are responding to the HIV AIDS crisis in in Africa. And we'll hear more about that in a little bit. Uh, But why don't you tell us a little bit about your time at Washington Square? What did you study while you were here? For my undergrad, I did a double major in African Studies and Politics, 
I came in as a freshman that had like no clue what I wanted to do. And that just kind of really took shape after my freshman year, thanks to the math classes. I think they were called math classes. Yep, the Morse Academic Plan. Yeah, I took a class on contemporary African issues and that just kind of opened this door of things that I had never heard about, studied about, just in terms of contemporary current events. And so that was very, very influential in kind of charting my my career path. And then I did a master's at Wagner School of Public Service with a focus in international public and nonprofit management. So like by the time I was graduating from CAS, I knew exactly what I wanted to do to work overseas and to focus on HIV and AIDS. And so I just kind of stumbled upon the Wagner program. It was a five-year program with CAS. Applied, got in, and it just kind of catapulted me out the door, so to speak. That's amazing. Beyond that, were you involved in extracurricular activities? Oh, God, yes. So many. NYU is like the best years of my life in the United States, let me say. Yeah, I was the director of the gospel choir for four years. I started assistant directing my freshman year and then was the head director from sophomore year on. And I was a part of the academic achievement program also at CAS, which was an amazing networking space for students of color. I think those were like the two big ones. So what made you want to transition to the RA position? I knew that it was going to give me a set of skills that I really wanted to cultivate in terms of working with people, navigating emergency situations, but just kind of like the unknown being put in circumstances when like there could be emergencies that you have to respond to, being exposed also to just some of the more administrative processes. There was a lot of work experience that I wanted to get from it as well as just kind of being a part of building community for students. That was also something that I was really interested in. And I know that my personality, I'm more of an introvert, so it's not the kind of thing that I naturally gravitate towards. I have to kind of place myself in situations and roles and with opportunities that will really take me outside of my comfort zone. So I wanted to participate in that, didn't know how, found out about the RA position, which my brother who was also a student at NYU, he was an RA. So I had been exposed to his journey and just saw how rewarding it was for him. And so I applied. So you saw that beforehand, but what was it like actually being a part of the staff at NYU? It was incredible. I have to say, John Austin, to this day, remains one of the most influential managers that I've ever worked under. I mean, there were so many aspects about our experience as a team at University Hall at the time that we were working together as well. So we were together during 9-11, during the, the months and the years after that. I mean, his leadership was just phenomenal in just bringing us together, giving us a sense of creative freedom, but still kind of keeping us connected on what was our role and what were our obligations and in terms of policy and protocol, but really giving us the space to build community together as a team and then to build community within our floors and then across, like just as an entire building. He taught me a great deal about 
work ethic and being responsible, understanding, like putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And even if it's an experience that you don't understand firsthand, that it's still valuable and it's really about learning and having empathy and understanding for people rather than just kind of seeing them as across the board of policy. So kind of like bridging that human side with that more, you know, just what our role was in terms of reinforcing regulation and keeping order. He has a saying, which I still tell, like all of any team that I work with, this is the first thing that I tell them. And he said this our first day. (laughs) He said, early is on time, on time is late, and late is fired. And that's something that literally has stayed with me in every job that I've held. I've shared it with every team that I've supervised, just in terms of like setting the stage of like, take it upon yourself to not do what's expected but to kind of go above and beyond that. It was amazing working under him, and it was amazing being a part of that team. He's a wonderful human being. I've had the chance to stay connected with John. I actually was on his dissertation defense uh, as one of the readers. (laughs) And yeah, great guy. And uh, I agree with you. I had started at 9-11 three weeks before, so it was a tumultuous time. And I do believe he did a great job of staying connected with the staff and giving them the resources they needed. What what kind of relationships uh, did you have with your residents? With the residents, it was very, I mean, I think this has a lot to do also with my personality. I was one of those RAs that is like very focused on like following the rules and like documenting everything appropriately. So I was very kind of like rule oriented and focused a lot on like keeping everything safe, keeping everything in order. That was kind of like my, again, I think it's just that like introverted personality that focuses more on like what the rules are. It's not like my natural orientation to be social. That was a big part of what our floor was about. Everything was always like in order and everyone knew what the manual said about the residence hall. And I I took a lot of pride in that, Um, probably why I work in administration up until today. There were a few incidents throughout the different years that really opened the door for creating really valuable relationships, connecting different world experiences and understanding and just kind of creating a sense of community. Yeah, I like that you spoke a little bit about being an introvert. As an RA, I'm definitely, I definitely identify as being an introvert as well. And funny enough, one of my, my, my residents evaluated me and said that one of my strongest things was also <laughs> policy enforcement and safety. So we have that in common. But do you stay connected to any of your residents? I don't. And I think that's more because of my work taking me overseas than anything else. It's been harder to stay connected with people. I mean, social media has been really great in the past, let me say, seven years to reconnect with different residents. There's one or that I stay connected to, but it's really just kind of high level, like how's everything going, kind of big life events. I do stay connected with people that I've worked with, though, on staff. We talk regularly. One of the fellow RAs is to this day is like my best friend. I would even consider her like almost like a sister to me. And that relationship really deepened during our time together as RAs at U-Haul. Tell us a little bit about the skills that you developed to be successful in the role that you play today. I would say that first early is on time, on time is late, late is fired, not just in terms of timing, but just in terms of like setting the bar higher than what is like the expectation, just kind of always striving for excellence. After that, I would say just 
conflict management, conflict negotiation, big ones, specifically when roommates have issues, having a sense of being able to maintain calm and more kind of like strategic thinking in times of crisis. If there was an emergency in the residence hall when I was on call with a student or somebody, I would say the biggest skill was about just working with people of different backgrounds, of different personalities, Having to work through building relationships and and building a common ground and common experience with one another that keeps us all connected and working towards the same goal, even if our opinions are different or if our values are different or just how we see the world is different. I love that about being an RA. I love that like you are on a team with people that you have no control over and sometimes it's it's some people are very easy to work with and sometimes they're not and there's no changing that and it's just like you know you figure it out and if you have a really great manager to help kind of navigate and build a sense of team amongst that it's even better and we had that and so I love the fact that we were as diverse a group as we were we always came to some sort of common ground and understanding when we were working together no matter how different we saw the world that's the greatest asset that I left NYU with and that I have taken with me managing teams of people across many different cultures that see me as like a complete outsider being like the only American on a team that I manage. It's been just a tremendous asset. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. That's something that is transferable to me now as an RA. I'm really seeing that. I'm a senior, so I'm in my last year of being an RA, but I definitely agree with what you're saying, but I kind of want to shift the conversation. What what are you doing in Nairobi right now? So I work with a nonprofit called Bloodwater. They're based in Nashville, and I am the director of Africa programs. I head up our Nairobi office. We provide grants to civil society organizations in Eastern and Southern Africa that are responding to either the HIV or the water hygiene and sanitation crises on the continent. And so we provide them with programmatic grants to fund community-based HIV response programs or community-based water hygiene and sanitation programs. And then we pair that with a model of institutional capacity building where we strengthen the organizations. A lot of them are like community-based, community-led organizations that have nascent structures and systems and how they operate. And so we really invest in making them stronger organizations that can then have a long trajectory of operations independent of our funding to them. So that's what I'm currently doing. I've been with Bloodwater for five years. Before that, I was working with a number of other U.S.-based organizations that were running programs, some for the U.S. government and some independently, all with respect to HIV. That's tremendous work that you're doing. Uh, So important. Tell me your feelings on how is the education working? Do you see a change in behaviors in the world of health? at this time? I do. It's really complex kind of an issue, HIV specifically, because it just plays on so many vulnerabilities that exist in society. So it's never a straight line in terms of like people having information equals change behavior. It does help, but it really requires a much more integrated approach of addressing medical issues, of course, and having access to medical care, having access to prevention 
methods, which a lot of them require medication or some sort of medical intervention. In addition to that, it's also dealing with some of the social vulnerabilities. So if there are issues around criminalization of people who are HIV positive, if there are issues around access to finances or employment, things that can keep people in a position where they don't have the social or political capital in their communities to make decisions for themselves that reduce their risk of infection. So a lot of the programs that we fund, are they're not medical programs, but they are expanding access to jobs, to other livelihoods, keeping children in schools, protecting women and girls, dealing with stigma and discrimination. We do a lot of nutrition programs and agriculture programs that keep families that are either affected by HIV or vulnerable to it to have just mechanisms to stay well-fed, to have a sustained income, and again, just kind of reduce what we would say are like high-risk activities that could potentially expose them to the virus. Incredible. Tell me how it's been for you to be out of the States for so long of a period of time, away from probably what, what I'm perceiving as some of the benefits in terms of things and fresh water and, and health, you know, medical attention, et cetera, to be over there. So I live in Nairobi, which is a major city comparable to any big city in any country around the world. We've got a lot more amenities, I'd say, in like the last seven or eight years than before when I first moved there. But so my life is pretty similar to what it would be like in the in the U.S. if I stayed in New York in particular. But some of the things that are vastly different to me, it's like I don't remember how to order coffee at Starbucks. Every time I come back, it's like it's just a, it's like I'm a spectacle and like people behind me are upset because I'm taking a long time. And like I just can't. That for me is like the most stressful thing about not being here when I do come back. It's like, how do I order a coffee? and not make people absolutely crazy that it's taking hours. But I mean, I have access to everything else that I would want. Like we have movie theaters and we have a lot of infrastructures. You should, you should plan a trip. It's pretty amazing. I should plan a trip. <laughs> do you do things more in any of your work in the rural areas? Oh yeah. So my work takes us to very rural, very remote communities where they don't have access to water. That's part of what our work particular work in the water sector, what that focuses on. So my travel brings me there, but I'm not living in that context. So those trips, yeah, they're, they can be tough. Road trips on very rocky terrain, bucket showers, no electricity in the hotel, that kind of a thing. It's part of the job, which I enjoy, but it's not part of my day-to-day -day life. So I'm grateful that I have my home base in Nairobi. Yeah, it sounds like a amazing experience nonetheless. What are you most proud of in your career to date? I am most proud of being a part of a community of people that are extremely passionate about responding to how HIV has affected our world. A lot of those people actually are from New York in the early days of HIV advocacy in the 80s and the 90s. Just being able to stand in the same basis of them and you know, to feel like I'm a part of this bigger community of people that will live and die fighting against the injustices that this virus brings to the surface or that this condition brings to the surface in our world. So just being a part of that bigger group of people is just something that I'm immensely humbled by.
it, it inspires me day to day. Thank you for doing that work. Uh, so incredible uh, that you have given your life to education and, and really trying to impact people's choices and making it a better day for, for every person that you interact with. So thank you for that. I feel immensely blessed to be able to do this every day. So I take no credit, but just I'm really grateful for, for the chance to have been able to, to do this work and to have done it for as long as I have. Absolutely. Going back, do you stay in contact? You said you stayed in contact with some of the RA alums. This is a chance to give you some shout outs for any <laughs> names that you want to give. Yeah, Sean Austin, Kelly, Equa, Melissa, Aaron, Kilia, all the U-Haul peeps. So now we're up to speed round. Uh, we'll ask you quick questions. You give us a quick answer. Favorite tradition at NYU? Oh my God, I really don't remember any tradition. I think we had a Thanksgiving potluck every year in our building. That would be it. Did you go abroad? No, never. Best dining hall? U-Haul. Favorite NYU teacher? Professor Richard Hull also profoundly changed my life. Any celebrity sightings while at NYU? Yeah, I saw Uma Thurman once. Best New York City place to hang out? Washington Square Park. Finally, what was your most memorable RA experience? It would have to be 9-11. Working through that, having our team be navigated through that, and then navigating the students through that. Tough days, no question, no question. Mm -hmm. Well, Nadia, thanks so much for spending time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It was great to have you on, and we really appreciate what you uh, are doing. Uh, really a great role model and showing that we can learn and then go out and practice this learning to a place that really needs it. Yep. Thank you. Excellent. Well, special thanks tonight to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca Alesso, and to the current professional staff and alums of NYU, like Nadia, and also John Austin, who assisted these great RAs yes. in skill acquisition <laughs> along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whatthey'reading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me for a shout out. Until next time, think about how you can make communities better. <laughs>